Awareness, the final frontier. These are the explorations of Jonathan Robinson and Brian Tom O'Connor. Their continuing mission, to discover fresh new paths to the mystery within, to seek out new joys and new methods of awakening, to boldly go into the heart of expanded consciousness. This is Awareness Explorers. Howdy once again, fellow explorers of the inner realms. I'm glad to have you with me, and I'm glad you're, I'm with my co-host, Brian Tom O'Connor. I thought you were going to miss that cue there for a second, Brian. But I wasn't uh, you sure got what the cue was going to be this time. Well, you, you chimed right in. Anyways, yeah. we're here to do another episode to explore a topic that is dear to our hearts and dear to our mind, and that is the incessant need for more. More episodes, more love, more money, more success, more fame, more fortune. More seems to be a theme of the human mind, Brian. And when we bring up the subject of more and the mind or the feeling of lack that kind of fuels all this uh, incessant searching for more, what do you first think of? Well, funny, because being the musical theater fanatic that I am, when you suggested that we do this subject, I immediately thought of the song that Madonna sang in the movie Dick Tracy called More. And it's all about how everything, everything is more. And when she finally gets everything in the world that she could possibly want, which means all, 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 she still has a feeling that something's missing. And that thing is more. And then I thought of another song from the musical Annie Get Your Gun, which is called I Got the Sun in the Morning. And the lyric is, I got the sun in the morning and the moon in the evening. And with the sun in the morning and the moon in the evening, I'm all right. And I thought they were just sort of great bookends for our talk about more. Yeah, you know, um, we live in a culture which conditions us, or a culture that conditions us that something is missing. And if we just had that, whatever it is, fill in the blank, then we would finally be happy. And, you know, I was trained as a hypnotist. So I know the best way to hypnotize people is to have some kind of authority figure in which you repeat it over and over again. And so we get born into this culture and we have the adults and everybody we know basically saying, yeah, we need more money, we need more time, we need more whatever. And repetition hypnotizes us. It's even hard to believe that more is not the answer to all our problems, whatever it is, more sex, more love, more money. And there is no counter-programming in this culture. There's no one saying, nah, you don't need any more. We might be the sole podcast promoting less is more. <laughs> I'm sure there's others. It's so true. In our culture, even in, in our um, movies, and even in my beloved musical theater, the message seems to be, achieve your dreams, and then you will be happy. More success. 
get more stuff. And the entire thing is actually not true. It's, it's, um, it's based on a fundamental misconception that happiness is outside us, that happiness and or peace uh, lies in something you can get out there that you don't have and then bring to yourself. And it's absolutely the opposite of the truth. Happiness is our original nature, and it's the idea that there's something wrong with what we are and what we have, and that there's something out there that can fix it that hides our true nature as happiness itself, or peace, if as some people prefer. Yeah, it certainly keeps us busy, because there's never an end to more. It's not like... Uh... You know, they've done studies on how much money you need, uh, how much money people need, and whether they're dealing with somebody who makes 10000 a year or $100 million a year, they generally have the same answer, and that is, well, I need about 20% more. So the person making $100 million a year says, yeah, if I could just make $120 million a year, then that would be about right. But of course, once you achieve that, you need more. That's right. And anything that we achieve, for a while we're satisfied, but it doesn't take long for the feeling of, well, there's just something missing here. There's just something more that I want to have. Um, and that's fueled by the, by the feeling that when we do get what we want, we feel happy temporarily. But the thing that we're missing is that the reason that we feel happy, let's say what we want is a is another car, a second car, a really nice car, or a second home or something. We dream about getting it. We get that car. And for a while, we're really happy because we have that car. And we think that the car has brought us happiness. But the reason we are happy at the moment is that temporarily, we're not wanting something more. Just for that short little period, it's, it's, it's the absence of wanting, it's the absence of desire, it's the absence of waiting and wishing and trying for something else to come in. And so for those few moments without wanting and desire, we're happy. But human nature is that that fades and then we want more again. And we get addicted to that process, just like, you know, cocaine, you have it, it does lead to that temporary state of of not wanting. And then uh, when the wanting comes back, you think the answer is to get more and you're on the hamster wheel. And yep. <laughs> it keeps you very busy. So you don't necessarily see clearly that it's the uh, never ending function of the human mind steered in a very specific direction that is keeping us from the satisfying experience of just being okay with what is. And there's no advertising saying, yeah, you don't need anything else. Just be okay with what you got. That's really the key to happiness. Nobody's figured out a way of making a bunch of money from that, that statement. That's right. It doesn't sell products. I mean, the very nature of advertising is the, the fundamental um, premise of here's a problem that you have. I'm offering the solution. All advertising, or at least all successful advertising, is based on that. Well, maybe we can make an advertisement for this, this podcast. We want you to have peace. And uh, by listening to this podcast, 
we will sell you absolutely nothing other than what you exactly have right now. How's that's that? A, I think that's great. And as a matter of fact, you don't even have to listen to this podcast. Your very nature is peace itself. And it's the trying to make things different from what they are that's just temporarily obscuring it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, sometimes use the analogy that our mind's tendency to want more is like trying to fill up a cup. You know, the cup is empty, so we want to fill it up. We're kind of afraid or not familiar with emptiness. So we try to fill it up. We put a relationship in, we put a car in, we put a house in, we put another relationship in. The first one didn't work. Maybe a kid, a little bit more money, a vacation. But what happens is we haven't noticed that there's a hole in the bottom of the cup. So everything uh, leaks out very, very quickly. And we're left feeling that emptiness, which we have never really faced. And if you face that emptiness, at first, it's a little bit hard for most people. But then, uh, as, as the turbulence in the cup settles, you realize that's where peace is. But most people haven't figured out a way to face that lack of more, that emptiness, and let it dissolve into peace, because it does take some time and some practice to do that. That's right. And for many people, the idea of emptiness is frightening and they don't want to go there and they don't want to experience and they don't want to feel it. But to extend your metaphor of the cup, what if the cup were a beautifully made piece of ceramics and with, with a lovely design on the inside of the cup and the only way to see it is for it to be empty, to enjoy it? I mean, emptiness is actually a beautiful thing without the idea that there's something wrong with it. Well, to throw in another, uh, more of an analogy, because I know people are going to want more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's say you're really thirsty for some water. Yeah. But somebody gives you a cup of milk putting in more milk isn't going to quench your thirst because you didn't want milk. Milk isn't going to quench your thirst. What you want is water. And what we're often doing in our lives is we're trying to fill this cup with things that really don't nourish us, don't fill us and leave us even, or, or let's say the, instead of the milk, it being Pepsi, you know, that, that then leaves you with a, I want more. And we never see that we're putting the wrong things in the cup that keep us busy, that keep us wanting more, that keep us addicted to the process, mm -hmm. when really only certain things really fill that cup. You know, in this case, I'm saying water, but in our lives, it might be meditation, it might be silence, it might be one of the many methods that we have taught in this podcast. And... You know, it's like putting oil in a gas tank. It doesn't matter how much oil you'll put in the gas tank. That car is not going to move well if you keep putting oil in it. Right. It's true. You've got to put the right thing in it. Or you've got to notice what's already there. So that the idea that you have to put anything in is seen through. Mm -hmm. Because he, right here, 
right here in the background of awareness, in if you ask yourself, what is experiencing all that I'm experiencing? Or what is this appearing in now? It is just pure awareness itself. It's clear. It's empty. It's choiceless. It's okay with what's happening. It's like my favorite analogy of the mirror. The mirror, you put a, a mirror on a table with an orange and a cup of coffee, and the mirror doesn't say, I'm going to reflect that orange, but I'm not in the mood for coffee. I'm not going to reflect it. It reflects whatever is in front of it, choicelessly. In other words, it's okay with whatever is there. And awareness is okay with whatever is there. And if awareness is your true nature, that means your true nature is okayness with whatever happens, which is the opposite of the idea that I need more from out there to fill up my cup to satisfy myself. Quite true. So we can say sometimes less is more. That could be a good <laughs> bumper sticker. But the mind, uh, because of evolutionary reasons, is, is pointed in that direction. And I like to call it the mind because when you say my mind or your mind, I think it makes it harder to disidentify with what it's doing. Mm -hmm. And the mind is a mechanism that was honed for survival value a hundred years, a hundred thousand years ago. Now to survive the incessant searching for more that the mind does is not really helping us. And we have to come up with ways to calm it down or counter programming so that we can finally have some moments of satisfaction. I'm reminded of a, a uh, article I read in Time Magazine recently. And they used a concept called peak happiness or peak happiness income. And the concept was that people's level of happiness increases the more money they make until they reach about $70,000 a year, at which point their happiness actually goes down a little bit. So you can have too much money, or you can have too much thinness, or you can have too much, you know, fill in the blank, that there's a level which I would call optimally enough. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you don't have any money, yeah, more is, is good. You know, you need to feed yourself. But there's a point where you have the optimal amount. And it's the same, I think, with stimulation. We always think more stimulation. You know, you look at the latest movies and, you know, you could have 40 bodies killed in the opening credits, you know, thinking that more action is always better. But there's a place where you need some action in a movie. You're not going to go to a movie in which, you know, the whole thing is about watching paint dry. But there's an optimal amount of stuff to keep us feeling uh, good, but not overstimulated, not overly on the hamster wheel. What do you think? Oh, I think you're absolutely right. And I love the concept of optimally enough. Um, and it's true that the mind, our brains are designed to help us survive. And so we're really talking about 
above the the minimum level, above the poverty level. In other words, we must have enough food to survive. We must have shelter. These are the things that are basic. We must have um, affection and caring from our, our parents to, to help us be healthy. Um, so below that, yes, if we don't have enough of that, wanting more is appropriate and getting more will increase our happiness. But you're so right that once you have enough that over that, um, you don't really need more. But the mind is is like a, a retriever. It keeps retrieving. It keeps chasing that stick. It wants to get more. It's It's very, very active. Its whole job is to go out and get more. But we live right now in a land of plenty. Most of us have plenty. And the mind still wants more. So it's actually natural for us to go for it and want more. But if we really want to look at it truly and be wise about it, we have to see that that's just evolutionary programming that is no longer appropriate when there's plenty. Yeah, you know, in the 90s, um, I was a pretty successful author and speaker, and I got to hang out with a fair amount of successful authors, speakers, and celebrities. And it was an interesting experience because I started to see that these people who, you know, you would know some of these names. And by hanging out with them, I got to see that they were not any happier. In fact, they looked less happy because they were so busy and so um, caught in the drama of either their work or relationships or money or whatever. And, you know, I, I have a big part of me that, you know, wants things to be successful. And that experience helped me to kind of relax that part because I got to see that really more was not the key to happiness and peace. And most people don't get that opportunity. You know, they think, well, if I only won the lottery, I would handle it differently than all the other lottery winners who ended up uh, either killing themselves or losing it all or whatever they do. And it's quite an illusion. As a magician, I have to say bravo to God for creating the illusion that if I just had X, then I would be happier. And the only antidote, and it's something I'm going to ask you, is what your favorite antidote to this cultural or human disease is. But my favorite antidote is to be mindful and grateful for exactly what I have. You know, gratitude for even this moment or gratitude even for the feeling that more would be better. Gratitude for whatever's going on is the thing that seems to put an end to that hamster wheel turning of the mind. Yes, so true. Uh, my feeling is that the antidote is to ask, well, what is the opposite of more? And the opposite of more is enough. And you have to ask yourself, what is enough? What is good enough? Is being alive, breathing, being healthy, or even just being here, being present? Is it enough 
for happiness or for peace. And it's actually a radical idea that, yes, it is enough. And, and it is just our own true selves before thought, before ideas, before concepts, that clear background that is enough, that is happiness, that is peace, that is itself. That's the antidote. So just put it simply, when I have a feeling that I want more, I just think, oh, there goes Brian wanting more again. What's all this appearing in? Ah, it's appearing in the background of awareness, the clear, choiceless, desireless, open, allowing field, and all of a sudden, boom, I'm happy, I'm fine, I don't need more. Right now, this moment is great, it's enough, I love it, I'm filled with love, or I'm connected to the love that's the very fabric of existence. That's a nice method, and you said it very poetically. Thank you. I was talking to a friend about this problem, and he came up with a solution that I thought was very, very interesting. He said, when you're feeling you want more of anything, whatever it is, he said, be with that feeling. Don't, don't go rushing out to get that thing. Just be with the feeling, welcome it, and recognize that that is really a yearning for experiencing a, your true nature or experiencing God, that it's yearning and it's, it's a calling to go within and feel more of your essence rather than a calling to get the item externally that will extinguish that more desire for a few seconds. And I've used that, it's helpful. I think it's great. I think it's beautiful. Uh, it's so true that when we experience that yearning, the knee-jerk reaction is to go and satisfy the yearning, to go get something. And what you're suggesting is, no, instead, experience the yearning. Feel it without the strategy to get rid of it. Just notice what it feels like. Be with it. I think that's a beautiful technique. As a matter of fact, I've incorporated a little bit of that into my uh, guided meditation for later. Oh, great, great. You know, before you do that, one more topic that comes to me is earlier you mentioned about, you know, what is enough. And I remember uh, in my 20s, I was living in my van and a friend of mine mentioned that she had just inherited $25,000. And that was in the bank, and she didn't know what to do with it. And I thought at the time, I remember it very clearly, wow, if I had $25,000 in the bank, that would be so much. I could relax about money and not have to think about it. Now, mind you, this was uh, 35 years ago. Uh, but it help me to realize that, you know, if you have $25,000 in the bank or access to that, you know, you don't have to worry about money, you know, today. And I have a lot more than that in the bank now, but I still think more would be better and, you know, get caught up sometimes in thinking about money. And yet somehow the guideline, that story of $25,000 is, is, you know, is a, is a good start. 
made me realize that having guidelines can be helpful because no matter how much you have, there will be a part of your mind that says more is better. So no matter how, how much weight you've lost, there'll be a part of you that says, well, more would be better. No matter how much love you have in your relationship, there'll still be that part that says more would be better. Um, and it goes on and on for, you know, time. You know, I, I sometimes um, volunteer in old age home. And I was talking to a woman who is 97 years old. I said, um, so what do you think about? And she said, I think about how I just need some more time. I haven't had enough time, you know, so it, it's incessant. And it's not even our, your or my mind. It's just what the mind does. So having these guidelines, it says, well, you know, if I get to live to be 80, that's good. You know, that, that's, that's good. Or if I get X amount of money in my bank account, I, that's, that's enough. Or if I reach X amount of pounds, that's good enough. I think having those guidelines might be a useful way to um, calm down our incessant need for more. What do you think? Oh, I think it's a good tip. And, and, and I think if people had the idea, okay, if I get this, then that's, that's fine. That's, that's great. I'm not going to need more. I guess the only problem is that it's all, I mean, it's just human nature. <laughs> that you, yeah, you're yeah. you're going to adjust that, uh, that, that the bar, you're going to raise the bar a little bit, a little bit more. But I'm really glad you brought up time, because I think that's so central to what we're talking about. Because the idea of wanting more really is time based. In other words, can I make it so that in the future, I am happier and more satisfied than I am now. And time is a product of the mind. It's, it's not real. What's the only thing that's real is this moment. It's the only thing we have ever or could ever experience is right now. And the only, only place where happiness lives is right now. And the idea that it's somehow in the future is just a little trick of the mind. And we can say, okay, thank you. That's very good. Like you said, you know, congratulate uh, the mind on being such a great magician and illusionist. But um, no, this is it right now. It, it reminds me of my favorite book title from Sailor Bob Adamson, who's a spiritual teacher from Australia, who was with uh, Nisargadatta Maharaj back in the in the last century. And uh, the book title is What's Wrong with Right Now? Unless you think about it. Well, you know, my mind says, my sick mind says, um, I just need more ways to get into the now. And if I just had the right more way, then everything would be fine. But luckily, I believe you're going to provide us with one more way of doing that in a meditation. Oh, yeah, I, I am going to do that. And uh, see if, well, we'll see, we'll see if that helps. We'll see if the mind, uh, you know, sort of says, okay, maybe I'll, um, maybe I'll just take a little bit of a rest now. So shall I dive in? Sure. Okay. Close your eyes and take a couple of slow, easy, deep breaths. 
Ask yourself, if I were to take a negative inventory of my life, what would it contain? In other words, if you were to list everything that you feel is missing from your life, what would be on that list? If you were to list everything that you have, but don't have enough of, what would be on that list? More money, more praise, more sex, more success, more control, more enlightenment. Pick one or two items that came to mind and notice how you feel about not having them. What is that feeling really like? That feeling of lack, of something missing, of wanting more? Could you allow yourself to simply feel it without figuring out how to get rid of it? One way to allow yourself to feel it is simply to get curious about it. Where in your body do you feel it? If it had a shape and a size, what shape would it be? How big would it be? If it had a color, what color would it be? If that feeling of lack, of wanting more, could talk, what would it say to you? How do you feel hearing that? No need to find words for the feeling. Simply feel it. Now ask yourself, why do I want that? What would it get me if I had that missing thing? Would you feel more safe? Would you feel more in control? Would you feel better about yourself in the eyes of others and in your own eyes? And if you did feel more safe, more in control, and better about yourself, what would that bring you? Would you be happier? Would you be more at peace? What if happiness or peace were the ultimate desire behind all the other desires? What if happiness and peace were not actually missing, but simply overlooked? 
We'll come back to that in a minute. But for now, let's take a positive inventory, but a very simple one. Are you alive? Are you breathing? Does the sun come up in the morning each day? The opposite of more is enough. What if these were enough? You are alive. You are breathing. The sun comes up each day. It's a radical idea, but these are enough. Everything that you feel you lack, everything that you want more of, every thought that something is missing, takes you away from the simple peace that is already here in the simple presence of awareness at the heart of all experience. The desire for more is like a movie projector that shows a fictional narrative, a virtual reality that covers up the real reality of pure awareness itself that is the background or the blank screen on which all experience, including desire, appears. Just for now, see if you can let go of the desire for more and see if you can let go of the movie of wanting. To do this, simply ask yourself, just for now, just for this moment, can I allow everything to be just as it is? And ask, is there something that is already okay with everything just as it is? Something that's already there, that's already okay with everything. Is it that clear, choiceless presence of awareness that's prior to seeing, hearing, imagining, wanting? That's the blank screen upon which seeing, hearing, imagining, and wanting are projected? Nothing is missing. It's pure awareness itself. It's your true nature. It's you. It's enough. Now, take another easy, deep breath, and when you're ready, open your eyes. Do we need more? No, that was optimally enough. <laughs> Good.
Oh, that was a really great meditation, Brian. And thank you. I'm thinking uh, a lot of people could benefit from that. That would be like uh, putting gas in the gas tank rather than oil in the gas tank. So if you know people who can benefit from from these meditations or these podcasts, please pass it on to them because uh, it's it's sometimes tiring to watch friends and family go for happiness where it's not located and um, can be a great gift to pass on to them to point them in a more favorable direction. Indeed. Any last words? No, just to say, um, you know, these meditations are available uh, on their own on our website, on YouTube, and there's even a couple now on Insight Timer and we'll be adding more. Oh, great, great. Well, I think that uh, hopefully calmed your mind and opened your heart. And we thank you for exploring these inner realms with us. Uh, you bring Brian and I plenty, and we are grateful. Till next time, keep exploring. Keep exploring. Thank you for listening to Awareness Explorers. To learn more, you can check out our website at awarenessexplorers.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. And we'd love it if you would post a review. And please share our link on Facebook and with family and friends, because knowing yourself as awareness is the greatest gift you can give yourself or someone you love.